2: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of another big night of European football. There will be no Erling Haaland or Aaron Ramsey for Rangers game against Borussia Dortmund. Ange Postacoglu says having to go on the attack in Norway can suit his Celtic team. And Stephen Robinson's St Mirren debut will have to wait. Their game at Dundee is off I'm Gordon Duncan joining me tonight is Simon Donnelly and Simon Donnelly because your partner in crime Marvin Bartley I hope he's listening to the radio he's not here yet he's stuck in traffic Simon Donnelly
3: it was always my fear when I was a footballer been late you know getting stuck in traffic Uh thankfully I was here in plenty of time tonight but hopefully Marv can get here
2: quite soon and do you know what he was giving a big licks earlier because his timekeeping is questionable right he, he's you know, as cool as he like he strolls in here at 30 seconds to 6 and plays it off as if this was always his plan but he was giving it the big today earlier he was texting producer Callum and saying I'm going to be there 10 minutes early tonight I'm on the road already and then we got an update he even sent a voice note not so long ago
4: mate the traffic on the MA obviously because of the weather I'm taking it it's absolutely crazy I'll keep you updated but it's saying I'll be there 1 minute to 6 but genuinely I'm doing like two miles
2: an hour. So, this is what happens when I leave early. So, one minute to say. He's, bl- he's blaming
3: the reason for it uh, because uh, he left early.
2: And that's why he's late. Yeah. Uh, apparently so. So yeah, he said he would be one There's minute to six. Though. There's nothing it's worse. It's now four minutes it. past, and he'll be listening, and he'll yeah. just be gripping that steering wheel. There needle.
3: is nothing worse, you know, stress of traffic and and being late for something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll see him when we see him. Oh, one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's uh, we're laid back about these things. Pick up the phone, <clears throat> Simon. Donnelly needs your help more than ever. So pick up that phone and let us know what is on your mind. Two huge games. Uh, Tomorrow evening We've got Bodo Glimt against Celtic In the Europa Conference League And Rangers at home to Borussia Dortmund With a 4-2 lead from the first leg no less I think it's worth bearing in mind Not many people expected that So it's at that stage It is the night before those games We really have to turn our attentions What are you thinking? Particularly you Rangers fans No Erling Haaland Is there anyone who's disappointed in that? Anyone who was going along to Ibrox and Secretly wanted to to see him up close in the flesh Anyone disappointed? Or is it just a boost overall for your chances of progression? How are the chances of progression? Are you are you confident? How do you feel now that it's getting a bit closer? And no Aaron Ramsey again How frustrating is that? I'm sure when he signed on deadline day These were the types of games that you had earmarked for him And, and he's not going to play in this one either So give us all your thoughts on that game please 01419511025 Celtic fans... Used to going on the attack, that's the Ange Postecoglou way. Doesn't tend to be uh, any more defensive or conservative. So does that suit you tomorrow? Can you still go there and overturn that deficit from the first leg? D- do you put a lot of eggs in that basket? Are you still determined to go through in, in the Conference League, or do you see this tie as having slipped away from you? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Pick up the phone and let us know. Uh, we'll set the scene for you. We'll hear from. Giovanni van Bronckhorst right now So if you want to get your thoughts in on that game No Erling Haaland Is it a disappointment? Dare I ask or not? No Aaron Ramsey What do you make of that? Let's hear from the Rangers manager Uh, He says Rangers will Avoid sitting in deep at the start of tomorrow's game As they look to protect that two goal lead He says it can be effective But they also need to press high And cause Dortmund problems
5: well, I don't know if we surprised them. Yes, I think that's for the question, not for us. But um, I think we we played really well. We we play in our strengths. We make sure at moments we we press them high. So I think they definitely have a better view how how strong we are as a team. Uh, myself also have a better view on on their their way of playing. The so. I don't think we have any uh any secrets anymore tomorrow so uh it's going to be a, a very exciting game and uh I think a, a game to uh that you want to play and you want to coach, as you said, you know, sitting deep is, um, I think sometimes you get in positions and, and moments in games when you have to. But I think what we did well last week is also um, at the right time, you know, press them a little bit higher, try to win the ball and to be dangerous. But to begin the game and sit deep, uh, I don't think that's in our system. And it's only uh, so we have, to, uh, we have to avoid it.
2: I mean, it's not exactly a bad thing to get into a tie with a four-two lead, Simon. I'm not going to try and spin it like that, but you can imagine the it still brings a bit of a delicate balance, doesn't it? And that old cliche about the first goal being so crucial because that would totally swing it, you know, one way or the other.
3: Yeah, but I think I mean, what a position Rangers are in. Uh, I watched most of that game last week, Gordon. and They were very comfortable. Uh, Dortmund getting the second goal late on. Does it give? I suppose it does give them another chance. I think Dortmund will come and have a go. But if I was Rangers, be bold at home, fifty thousand behind you, go and try and get the goal and. Not kill the tie but certainly swing it in, in, in their favour big style uh, But they've they've put themselves in a great position
2: Right let's give ourselves a challenge on the phones Are there any Rangers fans out there who are disappointed that Erling Haaland isn't going to make it? Is there anyone out there who really just wanted to go and see him in the flesh? Or is it all about giving the easiest possible journey through the tie And therefore you're happy that he misses out Pick up the phone and let us know 01419511025 Craig as a Rangers fan First up Let's start with those absentees Craig Erling Haaland And Aaron Ramsey Interesting for different reasons What do you make of them?
6: Um, <clears throat> listen I've got to be honest with you um, it would, As lovely as it would have been To have seen Erling um Playing at Ibrox Clearly It's a very good thing For our hopes of staying in the Europa League That he's Not played Because he's probably The best striker in the world And if there was anybody who On his own Could just go and score Three or four goals it would be him. Um so, you know, that's not one that'll lose much sleep over. But I think Aaron Ramsey, <clears throat> it's incredibly frustrating because you know, we have done well to get him to get him here, to get him for next to nothing. I think all oh, that's been fantastic. But the fact is that you know he's only played what a collective of about ninety minutes for us and already he's out. Um, you know, and <laughs> he's injured and to me I just think somebody that injury prone the concern is as quality a player as he is when you come on the pitch in Scottish football it's an incredibly physical game over here and my concern is even if he comes back is he just going to pick up another knock again and again Um, and we're 11 games to go it might end up feeling like a bit of a waste but I don't think he'll be a great loss to tomorrow just because he didn't play most of the game in Germany and we've done okay without him Um, and I think we've got enough there, um, any, without especially with the form that the likes of instrument in that one, I mean, I don't see how you could justifiably drop yeah. uh, any of them anyway.
2: Let me put some of that to Simon then. Erling Haaland, Simon, uh, slightly tongue in cheek. I, I don't know if it's a challenge we'll succeed on. I don't know if any Rangers fans are genuinely disappointed that he's not going to be there. Um, it obviously gives Rangers a better chance, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, and I think that's just for for that reason only. I think that's why Rangers fans will be happy that he can't make it. Uh, yeah I agree with Craig, he is probably in the top Bracket, uh, strikers Top 2 or 3 in the world And it would be really dangerous if he was Fully fit, but he's obviously been struggling And it gives Rangers a better chance uh, I understand His frustration with Ramsey as well Obviously the a, a big name that I think there was no doubt In his quality when he was, he was Brought into Rangers, but my concern was the Fitness, because he hadn't played a lot uh, Over at UV, he'd missed a lot of Game time and it's been a wee bit of a stop start Especially when at the stage that you bring him in You know there's 12 to 15 games left They're all big games And he's looking as if he's he's a wee bit short at the moment
2: To be fair we do have one on Twitter uh, Robinho van Bronckhurst says I'm gutted Halland isn't playing I've got a ticket and I would love to have seen him live So there we go That's a bit of honesty um, Or, or not honesty's the wrong word But admitting that as much as it might beneficial to Rangers Robinho's going along sometimes you want your money's worth you want to see did, as a player how did you view that <clears throat> was there a part of you that wanted to test yourself against he the always, best you always
3: or? want to do that yeah and I remember actually taking my kids back to to, to Celtic Park when, when Messi was playing with Barcelona and they wanted to see him but doesn't it give you it, it gives you a better chance if these players aren't playing especially this one tomorrow for Rangers they've, they've went out there to Germany Put in a fantastic performance I don't think anybody Even Rangers fans on here Would not have expected To come back with a 4-2 win They've put themselves in a great chance And there's no getting away From the fact that If Haaland was in the Dortmund team tomorrow They'd be far more dangerous mm. So it's it's an ad- advantage For Rangers
2: On Aaron Ramsey I suppose Craig makes a fair point His <clears throat> absence is a big deal Because it's Aaron Ramsey Yeah But at the moment it's the It is the absence of a a fourth or fifth choice central midfielder So yeah. in that respect it's not a big deal But it's a big deal because of who he is And the reputation and the hype around his signing
3: Yeah I think that's what I meant You know I think there was a lot of excitement uh when Aaron Ramsey came to Rangers Quite rightly so Because he's been a fantastic player over his Let kiddo. me just
2: stop you Look at the speed this guy's walking at It's 12 <laughs> minutes past 6 And he still just saunters into the studio As if That's the fastest To be fair Hibbs and Livy fans would say that's, that's as quick as you move You've only got one setting So I'm actually out of breath Because I drug from the car So no. listen I was listening to you as well On the radio
4: And I heard everything you said Did you like your little Tribute Your little voice note <laughs> yeah. There are no
2: secrets In this industry
4: Yep yep. And I also got a voice note From uh, the sports therapist At Livingston as well Giving me a bit Because I was
2: late But
3: Stress levels big man You okay oh,
2: I'm sweating As long as I don't get beat A pundit today I'm fine <laughs> I'm glad that you've made it You're safe You're good yeah Cheers yeah, Well listen You're the number one uh, You're the founding member Of the Aaron Ramsey fan club And we were just discussing uh, With Craig And with Simon The fact that he's going to Miss the game tomorrow and what we were saying before he arrived is that's a big deal because of who he is. But but ultimately, at the moment, it, it, it's not like he's a he's a kind of first choice or, or would have played. Should the Rangers fans be frustrated that they're still not getting to to see him as readily? Yeah, I think they will be frustrated,
4: surely. You know, you, you bring in a player of that quality and obviously he's got a, a niggle at this moment in time. Um, would he have started tomorrow? No, I, I don't believe he would have. Um, I, I believe they'll go for legs again, as I said before, the first leg. Um, but yeah, you you know you want to see Aaron Ramsey, you want to see him getting minutes, and you want to see him contributing to you know Rangers this season 100. percent But you know Gio said it's just a niggle, and,
2: and you know hopefully be back in in a week or so. And we were talking about Erling Haaland. Now I remember last week you you took the cynical view. You're like, don't care, don't want to test myself against the best. Just give me the easiest opportunity to go through and, and Rangers have that ultimately tomorrow now
4: yeah and that's because I tried to test myself against him before and he put me into retirement so <laughs> you know I'm speaking from a previous experience but no as I said before last time if you want to watch him play then watch him play in the Bundesliga all it matters tomorrow for Rangers and is to go through in their ties so yes he's not playing um, I know a few people said last week they would have liked to have seen him but if Rangers get through tomorrow that's the most important thing
2: so you think you've got enough Craig How do you feel about this Because as Simon said earlier No one could have Dreamt of a 4-2 Advantage from the first leg Much better than anyone anticipated Yet I'm sure there is still doubt there That's just the way football works Isn't
6: it? Oh, Listen You know The Borussia Dortmund Are a, a very very good team I think they proved that At the weekend When they went and responded to us beating them, you know, when they go and beat Mitch and Gladbach, six nothing. Meanwhile, we're over here in domestic business, dropping points again. So they've proved that they, you know, they are a very, very good side. So you can't take it for granted. I just think that <clears throat> what will help us will be the fact that defensively we've shown we can get at them, and they've shown failties. And at Ibrox, I think we will score uh, at least one, maybe two goals, and I think that will be enough to get us over the line because. I'm anticipating that they will come and have a goal and they'll probably score but if we could score the first goal if we could score earlier uh, then all of a sudden I think that just really uh, knocks the wind straight out of their sails because the job just becomes extra hard for them uh, at that point Um, but it'll be a battle for the whole 90 minutes because they're not going to give up until the referee blows his final whistle and Mm. and it's game over Um, that is the quality that they've got even without Erlen Haaland Um, in the squad, um.
2: yeah, Marvin. We heard from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst You probably heard it when you were somewhere along Dumbarton Road, um, talking about you know still having to come out really rather than sitting in trying to protect that two goal lead. How should Rangers approach this? Because it is such an interesting position to be in. It's a brilliant advantage, but like I said there, there will always be that that room for 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 doubt. Yeah, as silly as it sounds, I have to approach it as if
4: it's no no. I think if Rangers go out there tomorrow and try and sit behind the ball and concede an early goal, it's very difficult to change your mindset now to try and go and attack. I think Rangers have to go and play it as if it's, as if it's nil-nil. Um, you know, it's the leg they were looking forward to. Obviously, they went away from home and got a shock result, um, you know, let's be honest. But they're at home tomorrow. You know, it's going to be a full house. They've got, you know, the Ibrox fans behind them. Um, it'll be a fantastic atmosphere. And they, they need to really <coughs> play on that. As I said, you know, you don't go out there and defend. As Gio's saying as well, go out there and play the game. You know, you're 2 nil up, yes. But if you can get a third goal, then, you know, I think it is kind of game over for Dortmund.
2: Uh thank you, Craig. It's all one four one nine five one one oh two five. Let's bring in Jeffrey who's a Rangers fan. Are you confident of finishing off the job, Jeffrey?
7: Well I think um yes, I am confident. Um, um I hope he plays the same team as last week. Um yeah, um I basically um if we do what we did last week, we can do that again. But not as not as <laughs>
2: well, you, you would take that, I'm sure. I mean, it's interesting to see them going win six 0 at the weekend. That's either a sign that you know they're right back at <laughs> it, or or maybe they've already taken out on on Mansion Glad back. And you know, they are. They are I wouldn't say they're inconsistent. They're second in the league for a reason. But you know, we had Derek Ray on the show last week saying that they, they do have a bit of this in them, where yeah. the, you know they have these moments. So, I don't know. Have they already got it out of their system, taken out on München Gladbach or should Rangers be worried by what they saw at the weekend?
3: I, s- I certainly think it's a threat. Uh, six goals against München Gladbach And as you said, people were saying about their form and not as good, and obviously missing Haaland, but they're sitting tucked in. I think it was six points behind Bayern Munich, but they're second in the Bundesliga, a really strong division ahead of Leverkusen, who gave Celtic a couple of really hard games. Uh, but the way the game went last week, it wasn't the backs to the wall stuff yeah. at all Rangers were comfortable uh, And Got a couple of goals in front And Lundstrom scores a good goal At the start of the second half And It would be Maybe going too far to say They strolled it But they were very comfortable At 4-1 And, and the, the the late goal Just puts that little bit of doubt But I agree with the first two callers I think if Rangers get a goal First It's going to be a total order For Dortmund But I, I, I wouldn't rule them out But Rangers have put themselves In a fantastic position here and I think they should approach the game the same way as they, they approached the first leg.
2: Yeah, I don't want to um, take anything away from Rangers, Marvin, because they, they earned it and they were fantastic. But th- there was something completely underwhelming about Borussia Dortmund. I think anyone who watched it just expected <coughs> so much more. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what version turns up tomorrow. Yeah, I think you have to give Rangers a little credit, though. I
4: think for far too often you know, teams in Scotland aren't respected by the rest of the teams in the world. You know, they went out and won 6-0 at the weekend, yeah, but Rangers went there and, and beat them and beat them comfortably, as Simon just said. Sometimes it's about, you know, another team not allowing you to do something. You know, if Dortmund were playing somebody else, maybe a team from the Bundesliga, that maybe they would have ran out when it was last Thursday. But you have to give Rangers credit. And, you know, it, it gets annoying for me because so often, you know, I hear people saying, oh, you know, they beat Rangers or they've beaten Celtic or Rangers got a lucky result or Celtic did. These are good teams. Mm. They really are good teams. And it's about time that people, you know, as I said, around the rest of the world start res- uh, respecting Scottish football. And that's why I hope tomorrow both our teams go through. And as I said, I'll put another tweet out saying, you know, the public. I was going to say, I like that. I
2: like that. He's, we've adopted him, Simon. Did you see this? He's done the public does no. it again. It's got had uh, the old braveheart right, gif. Okay. It's like it's the most popular tweet he's ever sent. To be honest, it went down <laughs> went down a storm. So uh, we'll take that, uh, Jeffrey no Erling Halland. I, I mean, it's a boost on on the pitch. Any part of you disappointed that, that you miss out on seeing him against your team?
7: Unfortunately, I, I haven't got a ticket for the game tomorrow night i will put out uh, put a plea. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um I don't know. I, I mean uh, uh, I watched the game of the weekend. I wanna uh, ask you something else in a minute. Um I watched them on the weekend, um six nil. Well, um if we, as I said, if we get an early goal, um we should win it. Now, can I um Ask you something else?
2: Oh, make it quick, I, then the travel is fast approaching. But make it quick, uh, one.
7: Quick, quick, quick. Um, VR has to come now. I mean, I watched the game on Sunday. Um, I don't think the first penalty incident with a handball. I don't think was a penalty. Okay. Because I watched that game. The second one, he firstly took the shirt off. Uh, Shut off him. Um, I think VR needs to come because the referees mm. the referees need to help.
2: It's not going to come now, though. That that's the that's the thing. It certainly won't come now. Um, it probably won't come for the start of next season either. Uh, Marvin, you're then looking at my goodness. Imagine they brought it in mid-season up here. <laughs> imagine these phone lines. Seriously, <laughs> oh, every fixture would be getting scrutinised. Um, but yeah Like I said Give us your, your brief thoughts Because we, we do need to move on But what do you make of Jeffrey's point?
4: Yeah No I think VAR would help As long as it's used properly You know I think we've seen in England uh, Especially last season They really struggled with it And some of the officiating uh, That's gone on up here uh, By our A1 referees Has been um, shocking to, to kind of say the least um, In recent weeks So you're going to need more referees to work VAR So it's one thing having it But it's another thing getting it and using it properly
2: Thank you Jeffrey. 01419511025 I'm not sure if we've ever broadcast live from the Arctic Circle But we're about to do it next So Celtic fans get all your thoughts on tomorrow's game in And we'll speak to you after these
0: You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
2: Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here Marvin's properly got his breath now He's he's back up Did you like how you just kept firing more questions at you When you came in Just to see how you would recover Anyway uh, Let's maybe make Super Scoreboard history I don't know if we've ever broadcast from the Arctic Circle before But Bodo gleamed against Celtic tomorrow uh, Shaping up to be a good one And Gabriel is there uh, It would be crazy of us, Gabriel, to check in on anything other than the temperature first.
8: Hi guys, how are you getting on yet? Uh, it's not too bad this evening, and that's because it's about minus 2, minus 3. Now, not too bad, I'm saying that because last night when I was walking home, it was minus 8, but with the wind chill it was about minus 20, so we'll take <laughs> minus 3 tonight. Uh, It's actually meant to be a lot cooler tomorrow for the game. They're saying it might even be two degrees, which would be fantastic, and maybe a bit of rain as well. So whether that helps Celtic remains to be seen. But it's a really, really lovely place, a small town just on the edge of the Arctic Circle. Just about 50,000 people live here, and everything is within walking distance, but it really does need to be because it is so cold. You know, it's just uh, snow piled high on the side of the streets. But uh, it's fantastic, and Celtic have just arrived. I think their, their flight got in about an hour or so ago. They're staying in a hotel just about two-minute walk away down on the waterfront. And I was speaking to Celtic manager Ange Postacoglu today, and as ever, he said they're going to be sticking to their principles. Nothing will change for his side in terms of approach, and the attacking element required tomorrow evening may actually benefit his side.
9: The whole reason, you know, I'm trying to sort of build a a way of playing for this football club and sort of my beliefs is that we don't have to change our approach because you know, what we know is we need goals and that's what we do every week. So I think it would be a bigger challenge for us if we had to sort of change our approach and become more expansive or more aggressive. I don't think I don't think anyone could accuse us of not being that on a weekly basis. So, um, you yeah, know, the, the, the perfect game plan... Only exists in a mythical land, well beyond my comprehension. So we'll play our football. We played our football the other night. Yeah, you're right. They were more clinical than us, absolutely. And but we've been pretty clinical this year in terms of scoring goals. So you know, as I said after the game, we 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 weren't as efficient or as clinical in our front third with the chances we had. They were. Um, so obviously, if, if that changes, you know, we're in a better in better shape. But yeah, you know, we we don't need to be more solid defensively. Um, our approach has to be the same. We just go out there and play our football um, with
2: no buts in, in it at all. Makes sense. It's Ange Postacoglu says the same thing before every game. He doesn't defend anyway, so you're certainly not going to do it when you're 3-1 <coughs> down.
3: No, I just was writing down there as a normal approach for Celtic. It'll be a normal approach, uh, regardless of how the, the tie is poised. I think he's right in the sense that uh, Bodo where. A lot more clinical and ruthless than Celtic last week. Uh, very impressive, actually. Uh, but I, I listened to I think it was Roger Hanna earlier and and the week and both both these ties are, are poised. They could, I think they probably if anybody did before both of them would have looked you know Celtic would have probably won and, and Rangers might have been the team coming from behind, but it's it's went the other way. But I think they're, I think it will suit Celtic to go here. I think in and, and I've looked at them in Europe recently this year they are always a threat But They need to keep The back door shut they're Obviously two goals behind yeah. That goes without saying
2: right, Let's bring in Tommy Who's a Celtic fan On the line Tommy What are your thoughts For this one tomorrow Good evening
10: uh, Lads um, Simon And uh, Marv might Disagree with us Because they're footballers And they Want to win every Single game And I appreciate that And you listen to Big Andy And he just fills you With confidence And uh, he's, Whatever he does I'll back him 100% But My opinion, Celtic's big game this week isn't tomorrow night? It's on Sunday at 12 o'clock at Easter Road Um, and from that point of view I think we use a pull I I think we uh, use midfielders like uh, Beaton, McCarthy, Gucci (laughs) I know neither of of them are particularly attacking midfielders You play Forrest, you give Dembele a run out Um, You give Doak a run out we give Welsh a run out We give Julian a run out We give Scales a run out And we play Tony uh, right back In other words uh, I think we
2: use our pool tomorrow night because Tommy you've nearly got Simon Donnelly Starting up front That was such a, a second <laughs> string team I, I do I take the point though um, Idiguchi can't play I don't think he's in the in the Europa squad Tommy's general point is Don't risk it Celtic Foot off the gas
4: No I, Not I, having I to-
2: it no, I totally disagree with you He said Tommy. you would to be fair
4: <laughs> <laughs> Listen this is Celtic Football Club um, you know they want to go as far as they can in European competitions um, yes don't get me wrong Sunday's game is absolutely massive against Hibs but you've got a huge game tomorrow a massive game tomorrow when you're playing for a club like Celtic you go out there and you try and win every single game I think what Andrew's saying is completely right you know we're going to go out there we're going to attack we're going to have the confidence within our attacking players I think they've scored 60 goals in 27 uh, games in the league um, going forward they are a formidable force And like you said, if they can keep the back door shut, they will definitely score tomorrow, Celtic. So for me, there's no rotation tomorrow. You deal with tomorrow's game
2: and then you'll see where you're at for Sunday. Not see the benefit in that at all, Tommy. I
4: don't, and and I
10: appreciate the the point and uh, there'll be a lot of Celtic fans agree, because as a Celtic fan you want to win every game, Um, but I tell you what, uh, Rangers won a a big game on on Thursday uh, and then dropped points uh, the following Sunday. I don't want to win a big game on Thursday and then drop points on Sunday because I think Sunday is the big game for us. The league this year is everything. That, that is the, the key to a £40 million chess, It gets you into Champions League um, automatic qualification and, and if I make this point we're talking about players that are on the bench. We're talking about players who are in our pool. We're not talking about a B team we're talking about giving pool players the chance. We did it against Betis if I can remind the panel. We did it against Betis and it worked a treat. We actually had a great win.
3: Simon? Yeah, they they did perform well against Betis, but I just... uh, I can understand what Tommy's saying in terms of the the importance of the league in the the game at the weekend. Of course it is. It will take care of itself. But as Marv says, we're we're talking about Glasgow Celtic here, fans going out and... It will reflect in in Angie's team tomorrow. I think it will be a strong team. I don't think many of the players that Tommy's mentioned there will play. I think the... the midfield will be changed because I don't think he will go with the Rogic and O'Reilly combination again. I think Hitati will be back in, but my my argument is momentum and winning games. Players want to win. Players want to play in games and win. They don't. They, I just don't see Jan setting up anything other than strong tomorrow.
2: Maybe got a bit amateur psychologist here, Marvin. And I, I get look. Every manager considers themselves a winner. Every manager wants to win football games. Just, you know, we've got to hear a lot from Ange Postacoglu and get an insight into his thinking. He just comes across as the type of guy that will have been really frustrated at that defeat last week and will really want to go and, and put it right and show that they can compete at that level.
4: Yeah, more importantly, go through. You know, I think, as Tommy said there, that the league is a massive one. I agree because it puts you straight into the Champions League. Um, obviously, you get £40 million pounds for doing that also. But Ange will be thinking when every competition you're in to be talking about the Scottish Cup, you know, the conference league that they're in and winning the league. And that's the mindset of a top manager. You know, he's not going to say, oh, I'm going to put seven players from the bench onto the pitch tomorrow and then we'll worry about hips. Because imagine you lose both of those games, then what? As you said Simon said momentum is a massive, massive thing in football and winning games, you don't feel fatigue. I'm telling you something, if Celtic lose tomorrow and lose Sunday, all of a sudden next Wednesday, they're going to start feeding their legs again. So, you know, I don't think they'll do it, Tommy. I, I get what you're saying. But for me, if I was Ange, I'm playing my strongest side.
3: I think as well... And just put Celtic in a position now where He he, he can rotate And the quality's still there I mean, Giacomakis is back in at the weekend In a hat-trick So there might be one or two changes To freshen up I think he has did that of late But I don't think it'll be Mm. wholesale changes
2: Well, agree to disagree, Tommy Nothing wrong with that Thank you for taking the time tonight That was Tommy on 01419511025 Uh, Gabriel, I assume, is still with us uh, Out there in Norway. Gabriel, you've posted a video uh, from your travels out there on the Super Scoreboard Twitter feed. A bit of a mixed reaction to your choice of hat. You still defending (laughs) that? How do you you feel about that? How's that working out for you?
8: Yeah, listen, it it, it is so cold out here that you actually can't not wear a hat. So, I was speaking earlier Mm. and uh, Andrew and producer Callum said don't say this on air, but the reason that I go for that kind of hat is that kind of hat protects your hair a lot better than a, than a beanie hat will so, ah, that's so it's a vanity choice uh, right Well okay. it's, it's a cross between vanity and fashion But I saw Stephen Mill Had uh, edited a photoshop When he was on air So yeah, yeah You have been photoshopped
2: him. Into the the Peaky Blinders cast I mean whilst we're on air I can show you The, the listeners can go At, at Clair SSB Marvin was different, okay. Different um, different okay. Yeah. That's that's not the reaction he was looking for, Simon. <laughs> it doesn't look as if he's got any healing. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. <laughs> Again, agree to disagree. You can go and check out Gabriel's hat at Clyde SSP, but be nice be nice enough, here. Eh? We we don't mind a bit of gentle uh slagging, but come on. Let's let's keep it polite. <laughs> I'm gonna regret that. Sorry, Gabriel.
8: I'm all good, I'm all good. Don't worry about it. Um <laughs> But no, as I said, it was it was pretty. Have you, if you've seen the video, that was this morning. It's an absolute snowstorm, but thankfully it is uh, quieting down a bit now. There wasn't uh, too many Celtic fans here. We were expecting about five hundred for the game tomorrow, maybe a bit more. Uh, there weren't too many this morning, but several more have turned up this evening. I just heard a few uh, chants and songs outside my window, so that will certainly be the lot from Scotland. Uh, I was speaking to Captain Callum McGregor earlier today as well, he said that the Hoops have to play the perfect game to progress he also said that the team must be uh, perfect, you know, and they don't want to use the pitch or the weather as an excuse like I used uh, for my hair.
2: Listen, we know the the size of the task, we have to go and and turn it around and and obviously win by three goals, so we understand it'll be a difficult task, but you know, I think that this group's shown throughout the season already that you know we relish the big tasks and and that's all we can do is go there, give everything, um, try to put in a perfect performance and uh, and try and turn that around. So, you know, everybody's fully focused on that. It's, it's pretty cool to be at Lentistown. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're sort of used to that climate as well. But, you know, we have to try and just put these things to one side. Obviously, we we, we go into the game, we understand it's astral pitch. Hopefully, the, the, the pitch will be slick. Um, and, and we try and take the conditions out of it as much as possible. So, like I said, we're just focused on the the performance um, and then trying to turn the tie
8: around and but, you know that that's our full focus
2: since we're on the topic of European football Super Scoreboard European football coverage with Moyer and
0: Sweeney litigation whether it's criminal defence
2: family law public inquiries and more they are here for you They are indeed, and they're giving you the chance to win a 58-inch Samsung 4K TV and an Amazon Echo Show, which sounds pretty good, I'm sure you'll agree. So Moyer and Sweeney Litigation are this year's sponsors of Super Scoreboard European football coverage. Go over to Clyde1.com, you can find out more, and of course enter for that chance to win the TV and the Amazon Echo Show. It is all thanks to Moyer and Sweeney Litigation who are Super Scoreboard's European football coverage sponsors this year. It's a great time to get your call in as well, 01419511025. We'll speak to William next, and you could be joining him on the line.
0: 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
2: Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here It's 01419511025 uh, You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, PR says Rangers have been contacted by press from all around the world To get press, uh, passes for tomorrow's game It's not just massive for Rangers but Scotland All eyes on the game tomorrow hopefully Uh, We finish the job And Jamesy says Ramsey missing tomorrow Doesn't bother me realistically The league is probably coming down To two 90 minute old firm games We only need a fully fit Ramsey At the top of his game For those two Even 90% of his full ability He can win those by himself Says Jamesy So we'll, we'll find out in due course I'm sure that's Twitter at Clyde SSB And 01419511025 On the phones Let's bring in William Who is a Celtic fan what are you thinking ahead of tomorrow, William?
11: Uh, no bad. Uh, good evening, guys. How you doing? You okay? All, 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 all I'm more worried about uh, Mar- Mar- Marvin's uh, Livingston and Malone's Maloney's uh, hips, You know, even though the boy, uh, <laughs> the boy's uh, stake Doyle Hayes it was, it was was it was it was was lovely in the weekend. You know, so I think Neil's still it. So hopefully, hopefully that won't be a problem. But to digress to the to the morrow night, I think. Uh, going on with Andy's performance before getting away from home in Germany and in uh, Hungary, he played Beaton and McGregor in Turnbull uh, as the three in the middle of the park. And with Turnbull being injured obviously, Hatati I think would, sit, would, would come in there is it, for the three. So for me, with Juranovic, Juranovic and Ralson at wing uh, uh, throwbacks, I would put on. Beat on Hatati and McGregor as the three, and then I'd probably change it up a wee bit up front, uh, and maybe put Meadaran on the on the left, and Jackie Marcus up front with Jotter on the right. Uh, I would like to know what Simon thinks of that. If we, Simon, he thinks that. I think that's how... was that
3: the front three at the weekend as well? Was it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think the likes of Jackie Marcus must. Keep his, his sport, you know, he's scored a great hat trick at the weekend. He's a, a physical presence up there. Maeda, does he prefer playing through the middle? I think he he's more than capable of playing on that left hand side. The midfield is interesting for me if, if Bton does come in. Uh, he, he's kind of flipped between Rogic and O'Reilly on occasion and then played them together yeah. last
2: week. And William makes it, I must admit, if you had just said, I think Bton will play tomorrow. I probably wouldn't have really understood that But then when you reference the Leverkusen game And I, I know that O'Reilly and Tati weren't there So maybe yeah. that does change things But he was good that night in, in Leverkusen I think Celtic's performance dipped quite a lot When he went off with about 15 minutes to go yep. They conceded twice after that yep, you're right. You just wonder if, if he would yeah, look at that
3: And it might be something that Angie's thinking as well But as we touched on earlier in the show I think the, the good position that is in now has, he's got a lot more options than he did a few months ago. Uh, and that's really down to the guys that he's brought in, obviously. So, yeah, Beaton could be an option tomorrow. It'll be interesting. I think, I don't know, maybe O'Reilly or, or, or Rogic for me.
4: Yeah, I'd I'll, I'll agree with that. I think McGregor's obviously a shoe in the captain. Hattie has to play for me. for The yeah. quality that he's shown there since being at Celtic, has um, been unbelievable, and I think in a big game tomorrow, you need your big game players. He has to start, and then you know the outside of that, I'm agreeing with Simon. It's Rogic, or O'Reilly. I'm gonna go Rogic uh, personally. Um, but listen, Beaton is a fantastic player. I just think that midfield area, you know, the, the options that Ange has in there is top quality, and I just don't see how you can get him into that. You know, if you're going to that game winning, maybe, um, but I think needing goals, I just can't see him starting.
2: William, we've had the previous Celtic fan on. And I'm paraphrasing here But along the lines of Play a second string team Because We need to focus on the league And this ties beyond us How do you feel about it?
11: No, I think the next game's the biggest game You know, and that's the way Ange I think think Ange looks at it as well You know, I don't think I I, I think you can look too far forward You know, I think uh, the the Hibs game Will take care of itself as well You know, Hibs have got a really good midfield You know, I like our boy uh, Doyle Hazen, as I said I hope Neil is, is still out, you know. So uh, I think they've lost a wee bit with Boyle, you know. So I think in Celtic, Celtic went there and won, you know. So uh, uh, earlier on in the season, it's been a long time since we've, we've won at Easter Road, but I think there's still a lot of football to be played. And as I said before, I think going to going to Marvin's uh, uh, Livingston is more worrying than going to Easter Road for me. Simon, what
2: do you think the desire will will be like? We've touched on it with Marvin earlier. A very un-Ange Postacoglu thing to do To suddenly take the foot off the gas for this, hmm. wouldn't it?
3: It won't happen I don't think it will happen I think uh, I like his approach uh, Even in the, I've said this on the show before Even when they've had a heavy defeat in Europe out with the game last week There was always moments in the game Even the, the defeat against Betis They could have went 3-0 up They were aggressive As you said In the Leverkusen game Till Beaton goes off Late on I think he'll approach This the same again Uh, I think there'll be goals In this game again I don't think There's a lot Between the teams I think Bodo showed their quality At Celtic Park Last week Possibly Goals Always affect games Take the, the Wind out Celtic Sales in that First half But I think Celtic are more than capable of turning it around
2: Mm. In terms of preparation We heard from Gabriel there Speaking about Celtic are just arriving now Or have just arrived That's not really uncommon I don't think But you know Ange Postacoglu was asked about it In terms of training at Lennox Town Rather than going and training over there and, And getting a feel for it effect preparation for you make any difference? No, listen, he has his
4: reasons as a manager and I think as a player, um you just you just follow his lead really. Um, you know, as I said, he has his reasons for not going over there and training. Probably something to do with the temperature. Um, you know, the less time that the players are out there, um, probably the better for him. Uh, he probably thought he could get more into the players training at Lennox Town and, and then flying. <laughs> so no, no problem with that at all. Listen, I don't think you can question anything that Andrew's done so far at Celtic Football Club. Um I'm not going to start questioning them now.
2: Simon again I think it's becoming less, uh, or this is becoming more common. It used to be that teams would always fly over and and train before. For instance, Dortmund have trained tonight, I think, or are training at the moment at Ibrox. Um, But if it's not too far and so on, teams just don't always do it anymore. Yeah,
3: and uh, listen, players probably don't want to be hanging about more than they have to be, but if you can get your training and prep done here and fly over... uh, Yeah, why not? You know, the plastic pitch there, the temperature There might be different reasons for them not going out until now But yeah, as a player, you're just looking to the game Get over there and get the game Uh, You don't want to be hanging about any longer than you have to
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, William, what did you make of Bodo last week? Do you see... What do you see in them that that gives you optimism That Celtic can do what they didn't do last Thursday?
11: Well, I think... (laughs) I think the Celtic's final ball was shocking last week. You know, it was really bad. We got in behind them a lot and, and we didn't make the most of it, you know, and late late on as well, there was a lot of players going down with cramp, you know, so I'm hoping last 20 minutes they'll feel it again, you know, and Celtic. Uh, they put a shift in, Bodogloum, you know, and they, they played it well out for the back as well, especially the number five, or, uh, the number five who played on the left side, I think got the better at Abaddon a few times, you know, and managed to get the ball out and into the midfield. So, I think we could do better on that side, on on, on their their left, you know. But I think Celtic's final ball was, for me, last week was really bad. I thought, thought, we need to get in. And that's why Giamakis, for me, starts, you know, because he's a one-touch finisher, you know. And the amount of goals that he scores with one-touches and getting that delivery right, you know, for me, that's where we we should improve and that's where we should get the goals from. You know, that's the way I looked at it
2: confidence will be sky high as well Marvin well his confidence will be and then his post-match interviews suggest that his confidence <laughs> is sky high also
4: yeah and rightfully so as William said there you know he scored a hat-trick last game as you're saying his confidence will be will be massive and going to this game you know he has to be a shoe to start I think you look at the front three it's Jot him and, and one other um, whichever way Ange decides to go but as William said you know <coughs> Celtic were wasteful um, last week and they can look towards this game. I think they had 16 uh, shots last week, and, and Bodegrin, I think, had four on target and scored three. So, so, you know, if they go and perform the way they did last time, you know, they had 12 corners also. If they step into that game and, and they play exactly the same way, they're going to score more than one goal. I think Bodegrin, everything they touched kind of went in for them, um, but that won't happen again. I think if Celtic go out and perform well, uh, they'll win this game. Can they win it by enough goals? I'm not sure, but I expect them to win the game, and, you know, their fans and, and the players expect expecting to do the same.
2: Simon, what do you make of Williams' assessment? You know, what, what can... What, what does Celtic need to do differently? Is it just about being more clinical? I mean, they, they had a they had a level of control in the match, didn't they? In terms of possession and lots of shots and lots of corners and, and territory. But there seemed to be something missing.
3: Yeah, they, they did. But for me, in the games in Europe up until then, they really looked as if they had a threat. And last week, I don't think the same... Level of threat was there Whether it was that final pass Uh, I think the two wide men Had their quietest game for Celtic uh, This season And sometimes that just happens I think the goals As as I said earlier on The goals can affect games at different times Just take the the, the wind out your sails a wee bit Celtic need to be at the top of their game tomorrow This team are a decent team Uh, They've come over and beat Celtic 3-1 at Celtic Park But it's not out of their reach uh, As they've shown in Europe this season, they can go away from home, they can get goals, but it's the back door they need to, to keep keep shut because Bodo have showed they are clinical going forward. They've got plenty of energy. I was impressed with quite a few of their players last week. But it's achievable. i have I've got the firepower. Uh, I don't think the likes of Jota and Abada will have as quiet a game as they did last week.
2: Thank you, William. Marvin Bartley hopefully has caught his breath. He was late, but he's going to need it for this
0: Beat the Pundit
2: with the Scottish Sun.
0: For the best football news and opinion online. The uk slash football.
2: Come on then, it's Malvin Bartley's most hated five minutes of the week. It's Beat the Pundit <laughs> time, and if you fancy taking him or Simon Donnelly on, now is the time to pick up the phone. 0141-951-1025. And it could be you Who plays next It can't be that hard A guy who thinks That your name is Martin Bartley Gordon DL Even he won last night Right That's the level That we're at here To be fair I was more worried About you constantly
4: Saying it's going to be me I didn't think It was going to be Flip of the coin or you I thought I mean? that was
3: Maybe your punishment for
4: yeah. me. <laughs>
2: no, no, no 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 So, I'm, so, I'm, so that always yeah. <laughs> I'm very fair If you want to play Beat the Pundit Call now And call before 7 o'clock And you could be up next
0: Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
2: Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 And you can tweet as well At Clyde SSB Big night of European football tomorrow Bodo against Celtic up first And then Rangers against Borussia Dortmund So if you've got any thoughts Any thoughts at all Whether it's Celtic chances Of overturning the deficit Whether it's the absence of Aaron Ramsey and Erling Haaland Or any other thoughts on the game Now is a great time to share them 01419511025 And if you want to change the topic completely Pick up that phone Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun.
0: For the best football news and opinion online. The
10: uk slash
2: football. Right, come on then. Beat the pundit time. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley standing by. Simon's got a good record. Marvin does not. Simon quite <laughs> likes playing. Marvin does not. It's as simple as those two are linked clearly. Billy's in Shetleston. How's it going, Billy? Hi there, Gordon. How are you? you well? Yeah, great. Pal. Rangers fan Billy What's got more chance of happening You beating the pundit Or Rangers beating Borussia Dortmund tomorrow
10: uh, Rangers beating Borussia Dortmund
2: got <laughs> confidence in their own ability on here uh, We'll toss the coin anyway Billy and Don't worry Marvin Do you want to come round this side And watch No I believe you No that's I suspicious uh, Heads it will be Simon Donnelly Tails it will be Marvin Bartley Come on I can he is Heads as yes! well. Oh, <laughs> <that> <laughs> celebration, honestly. Uh heads it is, I'm afraid. So Simon Donnelly up against Billy from Shettleston. So what we'll do is we'll give Simon some Clyde Two to make sure that he doesn't know what's going on in here. Billy, it's so straightforward. You've got thirty seconds, answer as many questions as you can. And if you don't know, pass quickly and move on, okay? Okay. Right, let's go. Thirty seconds starting now. Who's the youngest player to play for Rangers this season? <laughs> Wildry. Name any current Celtic player who played for Scotland at Euro 2020 Carl McGregor. Name any Scottish top flight team with an animal on their club crest uh, Pass How many current Scottish top flight teams has Sir Alex Ferguson managed? Uh, two Which SPFL side has the most letters in their full club name? Uh, Rangers Honestly, producer Callum's at it with some of those questions Honestly, let's bring back Simon Donnelly Can you hear us? Yes, yes There's a few out there questions tonight by the way You ready? Mm. Yep Let's go, go. 30 seconds starts now Who's the youngest player to play for Rangers this season?
3: Oh, the young kid uh, Yes, indeed
2: Name uh, Pass Name any current Celtic player who played for Scotland at Euro 2020 Callum McGregor Name any Scottish top flight team with an animal on their club crest Ross County How many current Scottish top flight teams has Sir Alex Ferguson managed? Two Which SPFL side has the most letters in their full club name? Hartwood Midlothian Okay, let's bring back Billy What's the verdict, Billy? I think
7: he's done it.
2: yeah mm, sure. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about this Because I don't know if we need a stewards inquiry, do we? It uh,
10: was a Lowry month, yeah
2: did Billy say no? I oh, just I wanted to give you that Billy producer Callum shaking his head. Look, look how angry he is he's. He, he says you said Loudry
7: Yeah, that's he. Ah, oh, look,
2: oh that's fine. Good honesty. You'd be claiming <clears throat> that all day. One hundred percent.
3: Oh. That's who I was thinking of right? Maybe he's a better man than me
2: I know I mean because He clearly knew who it was Yeah I don't think That's not fair Look at this guy in here Through the glass Shaking his head Come he's on so strict He's just panicking Because look how many sign balls You've got to sign tonight <laughs> That's what's behind us Anyway Do you know what To be fair to Billy He's holding his hands up So okay 0-0 if you want Alex Lowry uh, Callum McGregor Or James Forrest For the next one Both got that um, Any Scottish top flight team With an animal on their club crest It's most of them Well it's about half of them Dundee United Livy Rangers Ross County St Johnson St Mirren um, I know Billy Typical isn't it But it's <laughs> it was a, If you don't know them You don't know them Simon gets it And goes 2-1 in front You both knew That Sir Alex has managed St Mirren and Aberdeen Which takes you up to 2 uh, So it's 3-2 To Simon Donnelly um, And it's which SPFL side Has the most letters In their full club name So the SPFL's All divisions remember would you have gone for Marvin? No. <laughs> no I was the Simon of it Inverness Caledonian Thistle Football Club Wow <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue Did Billy get that? He didn't He did not And neither did you You said Heart of Midlothian Wasn't well, the worst shout must say
3: I had the Premiership in my head
2: Yeah Don't make me count them up Because I can't be too much in it Heart of Midlothian Yeah it's, it's, It must be quite close But I feel bad for Billy. Do you know what? I'd, that feels. But, uh, the, the boss producer Callum says no, Billy. He's beating you three oh, two hard oh, lines.
7: Come on, okay,
2: no good problem. Good man, good man. Look at that. He's a so, he's a good loser as well. Yeah, because he admitted to you know saying the wrong name. Because you're shameless. Um, when I'm you lose on that. here, you like you scrap and yeah. scratch and try and get everything back. I'm getting that because I'll say nah. prove I said that though. We <laughs> play, play it, back, it back. Yeah, it's exactly, not hard. It's quick. It's no, radio Alex Lowry, is it? is it? Alex, Alex Lowry. Yeah. I like how you said I said who's the youngest player To play and for it And you kid, said yeah and yeah and The young on. kid and Yes That's exactly <laughs> That's the one <laughs> Panic, panic uh, oh, I've been there today myself uh, Do you know what <sighs> Billy would have got The next one It was about Alfredo Morelos Nah uh, there we go Anyway It is Find what it you know. is 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB So get your calls in Get your tweets in Get in touch with us Let us know What is on your mind whether it is tomorrow's football, whether it's uh, maybe looking further ahead, something else completely, something else that's topical out there, I don't know, you can decide, pick up the phone and let us know. I must admit, in an alternate universe, Marvin, this was the part of the show where we were going to give it big licks about Stephen Robinson's St Mirren debut and up against his old manager, Mark McGee and all the rest of it, game off. Not really surprising, the weather has been brutal recently.
4: Yeah, the weather's been absolutely horrendous. Um So I wasn't surprised at all. I think there was a pitch inspection at half past two I saw this morning and obviously not long after it was called off. But um, obviously I have to wait now for for his first game. But I think it's a fantastic appointment for them. Obviously we saw Scott Brown linked with it. We saw Naismith also linked with it. And I think a few people saying Jack Ross. But I think that one came a bit left field, but he's a a manager who knows the Scottish League and it was successful Mm -hmm. until kind of right at the end at Motherwell.
2: Any part of him do you think, maybe everyone's different, Do you you just want to get going and get stuck in Or is there any part of him that would think Right, okay, a few more days to prepare I'm not that disappointed at this
4: Yeah, if I'm I'm him I'm saying a few more days Definitely, you know Because he wouldn't have had a lot of time on the pitch with the players Obviously coming in and you have the game the next day You can't really do a lot But, uh, you know, Thursday and Friday we had be able to get a bit more of his messages across towards them Um, So for me I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise And I think he'll be thinking the same if I'm honest Did
2: you make that appointment, Simon? Game off
3: tonight? Yeah, yeah safe pair of hands isn't it he's, he's been experienced in the Scottish Premiership before he's also coming into a team who you know they're one of the form teams I'm looking at the, they've won three and drawn two there's they're, they're only a, a point off the top there and yeah I think more than capable did a good job mm. at Motherwell and as I say the experience of this league will help him
2: yeah, it was Dundee's game in hand Marvin I wonder if there's a, a frustration there they would take I, I'm sure Bit of confidence from elements of the game at Celtic Park at the weekend. Like I say, it was their game in hand. It does become a point where you want to get on level games, don't you? It Just lets everyone know exactly where you sit. Yeah, but again, with Mark McGee he
4: and Simon Rusk you know, they've gone into Dundee, not had a lot of time with the players. So, you know, this being delayed again, they'll have more time. Uh, you know, we play them at the weekend, so you know, hopefully they're still trying to get their messages across at that point. But um, yeah, you know, you want to be on a level playing field and, like you said, know exactly where you're at. Um, it's so tight down at the bottom. It really is between obviously them and St. Johnson and you know obviously <clears> Ross County are close to it as well. And then kind of from ninth up, you're looking to try and break into the top six with, you know, three teams uh, within three points of Motherwell who lie in sixth place and also Dundee United. But yeah, you know, as I said, I think Mark McGee, Simon Rusk is a, is a coach that I know a lot about as well. And, and I think they'll be successful there. Can they keep them up? I don't know. It's a tall order, but he's definitely, you know, Simon Rusk is a forward thinking coach.
2: Yeah, so we'll have to do that one again unfortunately St Mirren's trip to Dundee was scheduled for tonight Game off, hopefully that's the only one this week But you're looking at the the rain seems to have been pretty relentless A few pitches were struggling already uh, Hopefully the weekend is uh, is pretty safe Just get a plastic pitch, Murph Yeah, exactly And No was moaning then, are they? <laughs> no such problems <laughs> That's for another night, I suspect Right, 01419511025 Let's bring in Craig, who's a Rangers fan on the line What's your point tonight, Craig?
1: Uh, it was about the compliance officer. I was just wanting to know what the actual point of having the compliance officer is because I heard uh, after the Rangers and Dundee United game, the compliance officer had a look at Jack's challenge and Mulgrew's challenge, which is perfectly understandable. But the whole point of that is so that players know that they can't get away with these type of tackles, even if the ref doesn't see it, because afterwards they're going to get punished. But I don't understand why the compliance officer hasn't had a single look at Graham. Because, to me, Rangers in that second half were all over Dundee United. We should have took our chances. That's fair enough. We should have ended the game ourselves. But he has literally pulled Sakala down and prevented a 2-1 win. He has lost Rangers two
2: points. If Rangers so scored the penalty.
1: Aye, if Rangers scored the penalty. But how many penalties does Tavenier really <coughs> miss nowadays? Let's be honest. Like, that has prevented Rangers from winning the game. I know they should have ended the game before that themselves. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, is a main changing point in a game. So... If the whole point of the compliance officer is that To show players that they can't get away with incidents uh, They'll still get punished for it even if the rest doesn't see it I don't see a bigger incident than Stopping one of the old firm team from getting three points When they're both gone for a £40 million title It's
2: a different offence though Craig I think that's the point It's not about the size of the incident Or the perceived knock-on effect on the football match Tackles will be you know, serious foul play It could be violent conduct I mean that that would have been a, a an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. That that's just not it's just not the type of thing that gets dealt with retrospectively, is it?
11: I know that, but
1: in in my opinion, it should be. It was it was clear as day. That's that's something that could, for example, we could be talking in a couple of weeks now that say Celtic drop two points or whatever, and they win the league by a point. We could be talking about that affecting the league. When it's a clear pull, the player knows exactly what he's doing. In my opinion, people say that Diego Maradona years ago was cheating by using a handy. God, got and he got away with it. In my opinion, that's cheating. He stopped an obvious goal. Sakala is just about to tap that ball in the back of the net and he pulls him down. That is something that needs looked at. Yeah. Because, in my opinion, that could happen to either Rangers or Celtic for, for the end of this season. Say, for example, there's another couple of incidents like that. If the compliance officer came out and made an example of him and gave him a ban for that, then
2: other players wouldn't be quick enough to do something like that.
4: Marvin, what about the other ten teams in the league? First yeah. and foremost, so we're not going to get that rule as yeah. well if, if Craig brings it in. Uh, I think you know the compliance officer is busy enough at this moment in time. I don't think it's, it's going to be every incident. You know, I, I get it. I've been in that position before when you pulled somebody's shirt. Should it have been a penalty? Yeah, I agree it should have. But you know, I don't like you said. I can't. I don't think they can look back at that and say, right, <laughs> you're going to be suspended for that. It's not. It's not violent conduct. It's you no. Know, it's not serious foul play. Um, I get Craig's point Because it's his his team But I I don't think It's something that You know We should be trying to do Because otherwise Every single tackle Is going to be looked at That the referee doesn't Give a foul for And
2: it's not enough Time in the week Like like I say I think it is the nature Of of the offence The whole point of You know Endangering opponents You know Whether that's Serious foul play Whether it is violent conduct Because bear in mind it's not even every perceived red card tackle that, that gets actioned. In fact, they've only had two this season. It's only been Callum Butcher on David Turnbull. Yeah. And Aloha against Ida Gucci. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are the only two they're meant to be extreme. You know, the SFA have taken on board that maybe it did become a little bit like re refereeing the game in the past. They've taken that on board. They've they've decided this season that it's going to be Basically ones that really make you wince, really yeah. make you think, oh, that's horrific. And everybody, no matter what your team allegiance, everyone would look at it and think, that's a horror. Those are the ones that they're going to look at. Now, I feel like that. on one hand, Craig makes a point that everyone would agree with. It was a short pull, obviously. Yeah. It would have been a penalty. It mm-hmm. did affect the game. I'm not sure that then has to translate into the, the compliance officer needs to look at that. I mean, it's a short pull and it's... That's what it is. Yeah, I think you're hitting the nail on the head.
4: Exactly that. It's a shirt pull. And, and yes, it should have been given as a penalty. If the referee had seen it, it would have been given as a penalty. But but he didn't see it. So mm. going back now and trying to say, you know, because you pulled somebody's shirt, you're going to be suspended or something's going to happen to you. It's just, you know, we're getting so far away from what we want to be seeing. It's, you know, 11 v 11 on a football pitch. As you said, a bad tackle, I'm all for it. You put another professional in danger, I'm all for that being looked back at and, you know, being you being given a red card and a suspension.
2: But for a shirt pull, you know, I'd have never been playing. <laughs> uh, I'm Craig, believe me, standing here night after night, I'm acutely aware of how important the title race is and how passionately people feel about it. But we need to stop looking at everything through the prism of Celtic and Rangers and Rangers and Celtic, don't we? Because I, I get why you feel that way, but this idea that—I mean—it could impact the title race. That's competitive sport. That—that's that, that's elite level sport where a, a referee is asked to make a judgment call, and it's not only. Scottish football—it's not—it's not only football; it's—it's it's every sport, every team, every league. That's—that's that's kind of the way it works. And I know why you feel it's more important, but Dundee might be on the receiving end of a decision and think that that relegated them, or St Johnston, or Marvin's team might miss out on top six and an extra couple of hundred thousand pounds. So, just because it's—it's it's the title race, that—that that shouldn't blind us to everything else.
8: I
1: do understand. I do understand your point, and I'm not being every shot though, because obviously. Shirt pools happen all over the pitch If it's in the middle of the pitch or If it's just inside the box or something like that That's fair enough But I just think a shirt pull That has been missed That literally the ball is on the players toe, ready to tap in the, putt, in the back of the net that's, It should have been a red card It's meant to be if you stop a goal scoring opportunity A clear goal scoring opportunity is a red So there's two points. Well only
2: there. if you don't make an attempt to play the ball Which would apply in this case But not automatically So what would you want to see happen then Craig?
4: If you were the compliance officer If you were making the rules up What would you want to see happen? In that incident
1: Well well In that that instant I would give the player I would upgrade the player From a yellow to a red Because the yellow He was already given A yellow earlier in the game
2: Yeah but he didn't get a yellow So you're not upgrading it So you want to see see Ross Graham banned For the shirt pool basically
1: I want to see him Given a red card Because it's meant to be A clear
2: goal scoring opportunity Yeah but Rangers don't then Get to take the penalty Craig So it doesn't really Benefit Rangers And then you've just got a guy Do you you know what I mean Like how does that really how, How does that change Anything going forward
1: But the main reason I'm making this point is Rangers and Celtic Rangers and Celtic Want VAR in Scotland So does every other team But the reason why you are saying that Obviously the title race You need to think about it From the eyes of the other clubs As well Rangers and Celtic Have already said For the past two years They want VAR now The reason why it's held up Is because all oh, other clubs Can't afford it So I think the compliance officer Should be looking at more stuff When it comes down to When it comes down to Our games Especially Rangers and Celtic mm. Because as I say This is a 30 or 40 pound uh, Million pound title no, but Again it, it,
2: but you, your, your your football <coughs> Model is, is done Craig If the teams at the top Get more attention Or, or more you know, the Rules changed Or things looked at their decisions I get why the public do it And I get why the media do it But we can't have a scenario Where that becomes more important To the To the governing bodies
1: I think they should look at it for every team But what really annoys me is the fact that The reason why we don't have VAR yet mm-hmm. Is because most of the other 10 teams Can't afford it So Rangers and Celtic are now being made to put in a situation Where they can have decisions made against them That can majorly affect the title race For something that Rangers and Celtic Have been prepared yeah. for the last two years to bring in I
2: think, that, like that, I think that's a different argument though You are talking about the compliance officer at first and let's, So let's try and round that off Why would Who benefits from giving Ross Graham a red card now Who benefits from him Now being banned for two games
1: This is the thing I know banning him Obviously doesn't give Rangers the result But it lets other players know That if they're going to Make, make a challenge like that That's going to majorly Affect the outcome of a game They know there's going to be A punishment
3: I think I think to be honest though Craig I, I can get your frustration with it Because it is a penalty And I think the only the only way that gets overturned Is if we have got VAR Because the, the referee missed it But what, what do you gain out of it? So the, the boy would take a suspension But if that situation arises again I, I don't think it's It's not preventing the next guy Not doing the reaction. exact same thing It's, it's a, just reaction, a reaction Split second desperation Tugging the jersey back Yes it's a penalty if the referee sees it but it hasn't, you're still, we're still sitting here on the Wednesday with the, with the points dropped because you haven't got the, the correct decision at the time.
4: Marvin? No, I, I totally agree. And if you start talking about that, what about on the corner then? The amount of times that players pull each other's shirts on the corner. So you're going to have to have the compliance officer look at every single one of those as well. Is it just if you're on the goal line? You know, where does it stop? You're still in the box, it's still a penalty.
2: Now let's bring in Jamie, uh, who's in Baloch. I think he's got some support for Craig's point. Jamie, take it away.
12: Yeah, Gordon. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, good evening, panel. Um, yeah, look, just following on from the call there, Gordon. I've, I've actually literally just called. Um, I suppose the bit for me is, you know, we can. This is dangerous ground, so we can be um, almost allowing defenders to pull a jersey, uh, but not make a bad tackle and a goal-scoring opportunity. So I think, you know, we need to be really careful here around, um,
2: you know, what we allow, what we don't. But it's not allowing Jamie the referee Made a mistake The referee made a mistake And missed it You're not allowed to do it If, If the ref sees that The next time You get the penalty It's not allowed But missed it It's a mistake
12: Yeah Gordon understand that But if you're a defender And you're looking at that Incident over the weekend Or You know And you're thinking Well You know If I'm in a position Where I've got to stop A goal scoring opportunity I'll just pull the jersey And if it's missed That's fine But if I put in a bad tackle To prevent that Goal scoring opportunity then there could
2: be repercussions. And I think it's just a dangerous line that we're treading. Fair enough, each to their own retrospective action for denying goal-scoring opportunities. Some people would say that's a dangerous line to go down, but because uh, each to their own.
4: Yeah, and I've I've been in that situation so many times and sometimes as a defender you're just thinking I need to stop this person getting a clear contact on the ball. So if I'm going to be punished the same way for two-footing somebody as I will for pulling the shirt back, I mean, you know, all physicality out of the game is just going to go. I, I get your frustrations, Jamie. But as Simon said, the referees just missed it. You know, it's, it's a genuine mistake. We have to move on. If you look at the course of the season, that they make mistakes for Rangers and against Rangers. It, it happens. But I just think to start looking back at, at shirt pulls again, every single corner. You watch, you know, Rangers uh, in Europe on Thursday. Watch how many times players pull each other's shirts. Mm. And VAR mm. won't come in. They'll just leave it. Because it's, it's, part, it's part of the game. Unless it's... You know, ridiculous pull of the shirt. That's going to be physical contact.
3: Yeah, suspending retrospectively, the the lad Graham's not going to prevent the next defender in that situation from trying to do the same. If and it's desperation. You know, he's got away from him. It's a natural reaction. It is a penalty, but we don't have Mm. VAR and the referees missed it.
2: Get that, Jamie? Because look, I I never. I obviously don't play. I'm assuming you didn't play to the level of. Of Simon and Marvin So what, what they're saying is Ross Graham's not done that Because he thinks He can get away with it He's just done it And then he happens To get away with it Because a mistake is made That, that doesn't In these split seconds That doesn't mean That this weekend A ball comes into the box And a player stands And calculates And says right hold on I'm going to pull this shirt here Because I remember Ross Graham got away with it And the compliance officer Can't retrospectively Look at denying An obvious goal scoring opportunity So hold on a minute to grab the shirt And I'll get away with it as well That, that process doesn't happen Does it?
12: Yeah, listen Gordon, I understand that and I suppose I'm playing devil's advocate to a certain extent but, you know, if that, if let's, let's just for this example assume that Ross Graham then tackles Sakala in a bad tackle at that instant rather than pulling for a shirt then
2: why is that dealt with differently? It's a different offence, you know, it could be yeah. serious foul play or violent
3: conduct It's maybe easier for the referee to see as well you know, If he if takes him to ground mm. It's a more obvious foul I think a Jamie's GDPR- talking about
4: Retrospectively though Why would that be dealt with? Yeah because he's putting A player in danger If it's a bad tackle They look back at it If you're putting the player in danger If it's excessive force Etc etc Pulling somebody shut Isn't excessive force
2: uh, Again we'll agree to disagree Jamie it's always good To have these debates 01419511025 More calls And a full time teaser next <laughs>
0: Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
2: Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here It's 0141 on the phones And it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, You know we've got a good debate going when the three of us are arguing during, <laughs> during the break So we'll, we'll get back to the phones in a second Let me give the guys a full time teaser tonight The Crazy Pony sent this in And it's perfect for you too Because it's about Old firm games Which you played in And it's about Englishmen okay. in, in your English Yeah It's yeah. yeah. a tenuous link So uh, Not including current players Can you name The last ten Englishmen To play In an old firm game So not including current players Can you name the last ten Englishmen To play In an old firm game Got Sinclair? Yes Good start that's a good start. Well done. Put
3: me under a lot of pressure. <laughs> <I'm gonna say. laughs>
2: Forest Fraser, Fraser Foster. Forster, Foster. Yep. Any from you, Simon? You just a supporting act at the moment. Come back to me. Okay. That's fine, that's a good start from you Your work, you know he does at this point Pen down, kick his back. That's his back He's, so <laughs> he's given his contribution uh, By the way, on that It's fulltime at Clyde1.com If you want to send a question in And hear it used on the show That's where you send it Fulltime at Clyde1.com At this stage in the show We always take your questions We try and test the pundits Between roundabout now and the end of the show And invariably They need some clues at the end But we'll see how we go, let's bring in Barry who's a Rangers fan in Paisley What's your points tonight, Barry? Hey,
13: Hi, how's it going guys? Thank you um, What it was, is I'm just listening there and I could hear You know, you saying that it was an act of desperation um, You know, that the, the shot getting pulled to to stop Sakala scoring And it just made me think that, you know It's as if it's being painted that this is an isolated incident When I watched that game at the weekend there Almost to the minute the first ball was kicked you could see that Dundee United were just yanking shots left, right and centre. And I, I know it goes on, but I've never seen the, the amount of shut tugging going on like I did at the weekend. And, and I said to my friend when I was watching the game at the time, I said, it looked like, from from my point of view, in my opinion, that there was far too many of them pulling shots. So it looks as if this is maybe something I think that's came down from the management of that club, you know, maybe maybe telling them, or not not telling them not to do it. Whether the management's caught on to, they can perhaps get away with a wee a wee pull here and there. I don't know, but I I just wanted to make the point that it was all throughout the team, and it was from the first ball being kicked to the last.
4: Marvin, <laughs> it happens. Um, I wouldn't say it's from the management team. You know, I've played against both Celtic and Rangers, and and at times you have to do, you know, within the law what you can do to make it an equal playing field. You know, if you go out there and play total football against either of those teams, you're going you know, to lose 10 times out of 10. So at times you do have to make it physical, you have to get close to them, slight shirt pull, etc. It does happen, Barry, I, I totally agree with you. But, you know, I, I wouldn't say it comes from the management because when I was a player, it came from me. You know, I needed to do my utmost <laughs> to get as close to your players as I possibly could. And if that was a shirt pull and I could get away with it, then mm-hmm. I was willing to do it.
2: But by the way, I don't think... I remember we had the discussion when the game was on I think there were quite a few Actually I think Barry's right at the start Whether it's the most I've ever seen or not I have no idea But there were a few But I mean Rangers got Rangers did get free kicks for them Barry I think mostly uh, Obviously the Sakala one's a high profile one um, Is that is that not the point? Is that Dundee United just you know Trying to stop Rangers in their tracks If they're breaking away Maybe it is if someone says Look don't let them get away You take a short pull on the halfway line It's a free kick Or if it's a booking That's, that's just football in a nutshell is it not?
13: No, absolutely not. You, you could see the referee was very, very, very. He was taking his time. He never started getting the yellow cards out. I don't think Until the second
2: half. Yeah, but again, the yellow cards would be shown for stopping a promising attack. So if you're in an if you're in an area of the pitch, you know where Rangers are really breaking away, um, and, and there is a short pull, then it, it would be stopping the promising attack. You know that's that's the the offence. It's it's not. It's not specifically for the short pull, if that makes sense. It's for stopping a promising attack. So if you have a little tug of the shirt, and maybe there's people round the bow, or you're facing your own goal, or you're in a non-dangerous area of the pitch, that that's sometimes why the you know it's not an automatic booking for a short pull.
13: Sure, well, I, I I'm just making the point that there was a massive more amount of sh- shirt pulling going on from Dundee United than than you generally normally see in a football match, um, and. and and I don't. I honestly don't think there's any there's any disputing that. You know, I, I could see from I could see from start to finish there was just a a, a real high amount of of, of shut, very blatant, really blatant as well. You know, um. I, I, so so I don't know what the story is. Maybe it's not coming down from the the management. Maybe maybe the captain spotted that it might be a, something they can get away with, and it's filtered throughout the team. I don't know. All I do know is, is, watching that game on the TV, it was shocking to the eye, and it looked as if the mm. Rangers were playing some third-tier Portuguese team.
2: I, I just feel like, Simon, that, <laughs> there, are, there are even some top teams that do it, by the way. There are some top, top teams that are, yeah. even I think Man City are, are very clever at you know fouling mm-hmm. at the right time, right placing the pitch and, and taking it. Obviously, what you just need is the, the, that they're dealt with. This has been... <clears throat> Overshadowed clearly Because there's a huge short pull In Sakala yep. And it gets missed But my memory Might be different from Barry's I think there were a few short pulls From Dundee United players mm. early on And the referee gives a free kick Th- That's the way <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to operate So yeah. if you get the free kick for it That's you know, kinda, That's fair yeah, I, don't,
3: I, I don't think it's a Certainly not a tactic You know I've, I've never been Do in I think dri- it is though no? I've never been in a dressing Where mm. let's go and pull Make it difficult for your opponents. Is that, not,
2: okay, is that not the same thing then? Because you two are p- professional footballers, right? So let me try and, and explore right, that. Is so, that is that not kind of the right, same thing? The I'm not. It, I'm not saying Tam <clears throat> Courts goes look specifically pull shots, but don't
3: let them get away from the you. Thing, right? If you're in a
2: if you're in an area of the pitch that you think you can take one for the team, do it. That's yeah. the same thing, no?
3: Yeah, but I, th- I think uh, in the case of Graham, when I, I referred to it as being a mm-hmm. desperation, its last. Last ditch, he's not thought, right, I'm going to pull the jersey because I'll get away with that. Sure. You know, he probably, he probably when he first thought, I've given away a penalty here. But it, for luckily for him, it wasn't spotted. But maybe to try and give Barry an answer, I've never seen the, the, the second half in the Rangers game. But they had a lot of the play, a lot of the attacking down the hill at Tannadice. I think they put Dundee United under a hell of a lot of pressure. With that comes, you know, defending, defending, trying to make it difficult, getting in their faces. It's up to the referee then to decide if it's been over the over the case with whether it's a penalty. Obviously, misses that one. You've said that he's been pulled up for one or two other things during the game. I covered the Celtic Dundee game. Dundee made it a hell of a difficult for Celtic by being physical, and it's not to be too disrespectful of both Dundee teams, but Dundee almost got away with the point. You know, from being physical, they scored two set plays, but they weren't going to roll over for Celtic. And I think the likes of Celtic and the likes of Rangers, when they've got a lot of the play and a lot of the attacking, they get filled mm. more. It's
2: just the way the game goes. Uh, thank you to Barry. Let's bring in Martin, who's a St. Mirren fan on the line. Hi, Martin.
10: Hello there. It's just the paranoia of the old firm that's really bothering me. If you go back to the Peterhead game against Dundee, Peterhead had denied a Stonewall penalty. They could give them a chance to get into the next cup and play Rangers in the next round of the cup. You've the a game at St. John's and St. Murren. Since Murren were given a penalty, it was never a penalty. A penalty to Rangers on Sunday, a definite penalty, and Celtic had a penalty on Sunday as well. So there's four decisions in the last 10 days. Why are we talking about one decision, not the Peterhead one, yeah. or the St. John's and St. Mern
2: one? I mean, I think the answer to that is simple, Martin. So I'm like bang in the middle of this. That it's, it's a supply and demand. We're in, we're in Glasgow, vast majority of... Fans support Rangers or Celtic It fills radio airwaves It fills column inches on In newspapers So that's why they get spoken about more That'll never change And that that's just a byproduct product of, of the number of fans However I do agree to an extent, Marvin In the sense that once you then Project that into look how this is affecting the title race or my team's getting harder done by than everyone else and referees are out to get my team and not anyone else's. That's when you just expose yourself as being blinkered and tone deaf because anybody who sits back can do that. We can do what Martin did. He's just rhymed off a, a great list.
4: Yeah, yeah no, Martin's hitting the nail on the head again. Uh, for me a fantastic point to say that it does happen and it's not just against you know the two big teams you know another one was uh, Aberdeen v Rangers you know they should have had a penalty when McGregor came out they didn't get it I think the fouls on hedges so, so it happens in football mistakes are made Um, like you said when you start looking at it and thinking it's just against my team or it's in favour of you know the other big team, then you know it's going to start creating problems that, that aren't really there. You know they're, they're not really there. And as Martin said, there's so many incidents, and probably the worst one I have seen. I agree with him. Is the Peter Head one that
2: wasn't given?
3: Peterhead so one was incredible. <laughs> it was <wasn't laughs> it?
2: incredible. That's one for the compliance officer. Let's right? talk about it then. Go on. I was, what was it a week <laughs> ago? Ten days ago? And um, that was bad, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was terrible.
3: And it, it, Peter Head were doing well in the game. Really well. Dundee got a penalty, mm-hmm. uh, probably correctly as well, but uh, it was blatant. It, Keeper made a meal of it, takes the boy down, and it affected. It did affect the game. I mean, you back to, back to one each there, and
2: Dundee get the big payday in the next round of yeah, the cup. Head would have got that. So again, that's that's what I'm talking about. This notion that it only affects the title race, or that that's where the attention should go. That could have that could have set Head up for years. The, the, the payday in yeah. the next round, and the list goes on. You were involved in a game at the weekend. Uh, where Charles Dunn gets sent off against your team. He's been successful in that appeal. He appealed <laughs> really? the red card <laughs> and uh, and he is now free to play. Do you know
4: what? And and when you look back at it, it's so soft. I'm not surprised at all that it's been overturned. You see, at the time, there was a loud sound of connection. So I think the referees heard that. We've heard that. Bruce has gone down. His, his hands are up. You know, we thought the same thing. You know, obviously we wasn't, can go that back. That wasn't Bruce Anderson, that one, was it? The uh, no, one. Soto, sorry, yeah, yeah. Soto. Yeah, yeah, Bruce was the first one. Sorry, it was Soto, you're right. Um, but we actually thought it, it was a red card. We thought there had been enough contacts mm-hmm. to cause a red card because of the noise that it, it created. Obviously, we went and looked back to after the game and I spoke to Don. I said, you know, you're going to get that turned over, no doubt about it. So, as you said, you know, they could feel hard done by Sitmer and they had to play the rest of the game with 10 men. And maybe they would have thought, you know, we've gone on winning the game if we had 11. But again, you know, referees are doing the best they possibly can. But as I said, it happens to all teams. And, you know, over the course
2: of the season, it will even itself out. Martin, on another night, you would have been gearing up for a first game under Stephen Robinson. Off tonight, of course. Are you happy with the new manager?
7: Delighted,
10: absolutely delighted. I think he'll do well. He's done. He really did well with, with Motherwell. Got them to say, two cup finals, third in the league, and we've got a good team. Yeah. All right, they may be with the players, but they're a good team, and hopefully, we'll end up in Europe this year at the end of the season.
2: From memory, he likes to have a wee pop at referees as well, so you can strap yourself <laughs> in for that one. That was Martin and uh, Renfrew. Thank you on oh one four one nine five one. 1025 uh, How are you Faring on this teaser then It's not including Current players Can you name the last 10 Englishmen To play In an old firm game You've got Fraser Forster Scott Sinclair When does Do you know he's Just outside the last 10 I think Yeah well joking? Nah actually hold on nah, I find that hard to, to be believe Yeah he's got to be in there Well The crazy pony
4: Never gets them wrong Nah he, he's been wrong before against the really crazy <laughs> pony I think he's getting crazier By the week But I think he's wrong Windass has to be in there yeah,
5: yeah, I've got okay. a
4: few I bet this this one's all, Well let's see if this one's on there Because this is older Carlton Cole No, nah, that's not on there That's rubbish Well when was that?
2: Ages ago Go on tell me Probably 20 I bet he didn't even play Against Rangers actually I didn't play many <laughs> games <did he? laughs> that's <He's exactly>. <laughs> So that's why It's rubbish He was out there Windass has anyway. not won right, hold on I'll do an inquiry on him But We've got more Go on then Patrick Roberts? No. Wes Foddenham?
3: Yes. Joey Barton? No. Gonna sick. Wow. Yeah. Who, who have we got? Or who's Marvin got?
2: <laughs> Fraser Forster, Wes Foddenham, and Scott Sinclair. Gary Hooper? No, 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 no. Much more recently than that. I mean, there was some. This guy, one of them probably played this season before leaving. Brandon Barker? Not the one I was thinking of, but yes, you can have him. And you? Right, I'll give you some thinking time. 01419511025. Let's give them thinking time and take more of your calls next.
0: Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1
2: Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here It's into the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Before we go any further Let me tell you about something that's just slightly more important than the full time teaser Clyde 1
0: Super Scoreboard Golden Goals
2: Now sitting at £14,000 in the Golden Goals cash pot, but that's just going to keep on going up. It's going to be nowhere near £14,000 by the end of the season because every time Rangers or Celtics score, we throw in more and more money. Every time they hit the back of the net, whether it's the Premiership, Europa League, Conference League, Scottish Cup, we put at least £250 per goal into the pot. The best thing is one person wins the lot, every penny, tax-free at the end of the season. This season we're going to give it away in Scottish Cup final day But you might as well get your entry in now To make sure you're in with a chance Text GOAL to 61025 That's G-O-A-L to 61025 It's £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only The full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com The lines do close Saturday 21st of May At 6pm So for your chance to be the winner Text GOAL to 61025 And you might as well do that right now Good luck
0: Clyde one. Super scoreboard. Golden goals.
2: Okay, let's see if you can win something slightly less prestigious, which would be the full time teaser. We're asking you, according to the Crazy Pony, not including current players, who are the last 10 Englishmen to play in an old firm game? I can hear the listeners' wheels turning on this as they try and go through it. You've got Brandon Barker, Fraser Forster, Wes Fotheringham, Scott Sinclair. Did you get any during the break? Josh Windass isn't on it, by the way. I checked. Uh, John Joe Kenny Yes Celtic last season Out of Everton Do you mind Defoe? Yes That was the one I think he Did he did he come on in that first one? Maybe he didn't But he was there At the start of the season Yeah Any more? Edmondson George Edmondson Yes well done Silence Or more Was that a productive break for you?
3: We I don't have much to do with this Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be honest. Like, don't tell them just that. Stolen your answer. <laughs> no, no, you've no, got no, the that's next one as well. That be lot, a lot better.
2: This one's your best out so far for me. <laughs> Ojo Shea Ojo, outstanding. Well done. I mean, you're what hopeless do? at beat the pundit, but when you've got a bit of time to uh, think, well, I, good I won my last game. Beat mm. the pundit. That's true. That's true. I should, I should give you a bit more credit. To be fair, I should. Thank you. have uh, got left one. One. So we'll try and get it before the end of the show, and hopefully we can manage that without too many clues. Let's bring in Graham. Who's a Rangers fan from Dublin? What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow, Graham? You'll probably be the last fan uh, on tonight uh, before the, the you know the kind of final build up tomorrow. Are you confident, or is there still room for some concern?
14: Hi guys, and um, thanks for having me on. I'm glad I caught you at the end of this. I didn't know whether you'd be talking about this tonight. I'm just home, really. Um, I I've, I work with the Celtic fan work, and honestly, I would be. I'm I'm cautious. I mean look, I mean it's not as if we're 4-0 or 4-1 up. It's 4-2 and Celtic are only two goals behind, but as we've seen, well, you know, as i said strange things have happened, but Bellingham was, you know, I think his exact words were I'm really looking forward to playing an Ibrox, bring it on. And you know, after after the after the results of last week, both Celtic and well, Celtic will be, you know, they'll be firing all cylinders and I'm guessing that Dortmund will as well. Even without their star player, I don't know if he's playing or not. But no, he's not.
2: He's out. He didn't travel.
14: <laughs> oh right. Okay, that's a relief. But really, yeah. I mean, until we've truly crossed the river and kept our bowstrings dry, I yeah. I mean, I I'd, I'd be I I'd be cautious to be honest.
2: I can understand that, Simon. You're playing top tier <laughs> opposition. I mean, they didn't look top tier last week. Rangers also made them not not look that way. Um, but I like the way Graham put it I mean it's not like it's 4-1 It's 4-2 Which is completely true <laughs> know, um, It just leaves, leaves, it leaves that what, little bit of room
3: What would Graham have said before the game I last know, week know. You know we were talking about A small you know, defeat possibly to take back to Ibrooks, Keep yourself in the tie They've did a hell of a lot more than that They've went over there and got a fantastic result 4-2 Yeah it's half time Bellingham like the other Dortmund players Will not be phased I don't think With Ibrooks. But Rangers showed in that first game that they've got more than enough to go and score again. And if they score one or two goals, it's going to be really difficult for Dortmund.
4: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think Rangers have to go in with confidence. As we said, you know, coming into this game this week, if you'd have said you could have a 2-0 lead, every Rangers fan would have, you know, bitten your hand off for it. So now it's about the positivity, knowing that you've gone to Dortmund and you forced them to play the way that they played. I'm glad you added that bit in, Gordon. Um, so they can do the same again tomorrow. You know, if you go out and perform well, you're going to score goals. Again, Dortmund conceded 36 goals in, in 23 games, so they're not a team that keep it tight at the back either. So they're going to have to come out and attack tomorrow. On the counter-attack, Rangers can really punish them.
2: You mentioned Jude Bellingham saying he couldn't wait. I think there's a clip of tonight on social media. He's out to train at Ibrooks and as he comes out, the tunnel he looks around and says, what a gaff!" <laughs> so he's, um, he's happy with the, with the surroundings. Um, he's probably one of the only Dortmund players that came out of last week. With pass marks, you still could see what a talent he is.
4: Yeah, some player. Um, you know, I was expecting to go on and, and be probably one of the best midfielders in the world at, at some point. Um, absolutely fantastic. You know, he's gone out to Germany as well. Obviously, he could have you know stayed in England and tra- stayed with Birmingham, etc., or moved to Man City, as the rumours said. But, you know, fantastic player. We saw that last week. And I think if Rangers are to win tomorrow, they're going to have to keep him quiet. And I think that's why, you know, you see Arfield, Lundstrom, uh, Jack play again to have that legs to be able to get around him because if you give him time on the ball, as you saw last week, you know he can be deadly. Uh,
2: Graham, how important is Alfredo Morelos on nights like this? We saw him score. I thought he was going to get the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he, the second one went down as his last week. I, no, they couldn't. Um, no, as a pullback. Uh, fair enough. It's um, <laughs> so one goal, one and a half for him <laughs> last week. Graham, how important is he on nights like tomorrow?
14: Honestly, two years ago I wouldn't have said this, but I mean he's well, it is, is indispensable. Too strong a term. I mean we've. It's not as if it's a one man team. But um, I'd be I'd be I'd be far far less confident if he weren't in the squad for tomorrow.
2: Yeah, well, Marco Rosa, the British Dortmund head coach, says his defenders found Manelos very hard to play against last week. He says he likes the Colombian style and hopes he has an off day tomorrow.
5: He's a good player. Um, I think he's uh, he's physical, strong. He he know how to, to use his body. He's he know where's the goal. He have good movements. Um, uh, um, uh, yeah, he's um uh, he's brave he's not so so tall but he's he's uh, very brave and he was very difficult for our defenders uh to defend um uh, i like his style his mentality and um yeah he's scoring we we saw it uh, in the league um uh, when we prepared for for these games and um uh, i hope tomorrow we we'll, he will not have uh, such a good day um uh, and um uh, he deserved this record, but tomorrow he should stop to uh, to, uh, to 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 uh, do more.
2: Oh, there we go. So he's he's done enough to catch the attention of Marco Rosa, which I'm sure you would expect after a performance like that. Most definitely,
4: um, and you know, and, and as Graham said, there, you know, he's so important to what Rangers do. When he's in that sort of form and that sort of mood, he's really their talisman. And you know, another big night for him. But when you have got the Bruce Dortmund manager speaking about you, yeah, I'm sure that's what Morales you know, went into that fixture wanting to happen. Uh, the first leg, and he wants to repeat that again. Um, you know, he's a young man, obviously with aspirations, but at this moment in time, it's about you know Rangers football club for him, and if he can form tomorrow, they got a fantastic mm. chance.
2: Graham, I was going to ask you to just finish off by sticking your neck on the line. Are Rangers going through? But I can tell that you're you're wary of this Celtic fan that you work with. You don't want to give him any ammunition.
14: Well, do you know what? I don't think I don't think he knows. I'm a Rangers fan, but no, I don't. I, I don't <laughs> want to give him anything to smile about, to be honest. All I can say is that I hope um, Morales still has something to prove to be Colombian head coach.
2: Well, yeah, he was left in the stands, wasn't he, last time? So you never know. Whatever his motivation is, I'm sure we'll we'll find out if that works tomorrow. Thank you, Graham. It was nice to speak to you. Hopefully, you will take the time and give us a call in the future. That was Graham in Dublin on 0141951. One o oh, two five. I don't like the way that you're looking at your phone and grinning. So that better not be someone who's sending you uh, the answers. Let's see. Big Mar should be looking for a retrospective ban. The United player will be now playing against Livingston. <laughs> yeah, can we girl. go back? Uh, back in the show, please. Uh, Compliance <laughs> officer, can you look at that one, please? Ah, see, he's all about the greater good of Scottish <laughs> football. This guy. It's very true, honestly. You're. you're you're doing all sorts, right? You're admitting that Charles Dunn didn't deserve to be sent off against your team at the weekend. Levy what... fans are going to be furious <laughs> with you. Right, one more on this teaser. In the last ten Englishmen to play in an old firm game, you've got Defoe, Kenny, Barker, you've got Foster, Edmondson, Flanagan, Ojo, Fodringham, Sinclair. One more. Stumped. Yeah, with a clue. Centre back, Rangers. Oh. <laughs> if I give you his current team I think you'll get it ok I don't want that previous team before coming to Rangers no I think current team's more relevant yeah Nottingham Forest oh Worrell yes Joe Worrell Well done You got there in the end Marvin well done, Marv. well done. Simon Donnelly Kind of helped <laughs> 1 out of the 10 That's good uh, Anyway we're back <laughs> Tomorrow big night Of European football Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Make sure you join us Because it's going to be An absolute cracker Bodo gleamed against Celtic Then Rangers Against Borussia Dortmund And I'm sure Scottish football Will throw up some other Madness for us To get our teeth into As well So it would be nice To speak to you tomorrow Johnny Campbell Is up next And Mark and Gordon will see you at 6 Tomorrow evening